If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick here in Nashville, along with Bobby Maxwell, who is in Cincinnati. And Bobby, are you ready? Before we bring on our guests, I have a very special announcement. After three years with the previous jingle, an amazing performance by Chloe DeLandis, and and we're still going to be breaking that out, but we have a brand new Middle Class VO jingle. Just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, image and radio. Slang a local car is reading. I'll be always nowhere, ain't no stars. No, we're the middle class VO podcast. The middle class VO podcast. Yeah! <laughs> I love it! Love it! <laughs> and that leads us. To our first guest that we're going to introduce, the singer on that jingle is Jason Traver, out of Nashville himself. Jason happens to be my guy who I have in my corner. He edits for me, he produces for me, and he's an incredibly talented singer and musician. Jason, welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast, bud. Hello, hello. It never gets easier to hear myself uh, recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, buddy? You're such a great singer. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. And we're going to get into all that and how Jason and I uh, hooked up with each other in just a moment. But we have another very special guest that we would like to welcome to the Middle Class VO podcast. She is a voice actor. She is doing it all. She's on social media. She's helping out some of the biggest names in the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, Kayla Jackson. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Hi, guys. Absolutely. Kayla, um, first, Kayla, we'll start with you with an introduction. Uh, Tell us about what you're doing right now, your voiceover career. And uh, today, first of all, we're going to talk about areas of voiceover that are on the fringes of voiceover where you can still make money. I I call it ancillary areas of income. Um, And there are folks doing it. Uh, Kayla is a voice actor herself. She's still making money doing voiceover, but she supplements her income with other areas. Kayla, tell us about that, where you are in your voiceover career right now and what else you're doing. Sure. Um, so I, I do voiceover full-time from home, um, quit my retail job about two years ago now. So uh, that's Excellent. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for those of you who don't know me, I am uh, J. Michael Collins' assistant. So I work personally close with him um, and I'm his virtual assistant. So you might see me at conferences or, um, you know, on his social media stuff. Um, that's me. And he is a busy man, so that means you're a busy woman. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is a hand-in-hand situation. (laughs) Yeah, and even Jason knows who J. Michael Collins is. So, uh, you know, one of the tops in the industry and one of the busiest guys in the industry. And so we're excited to have Kayla on. And and Jason, uh, same question for you. Uh, From your perspective, how are you involved in voiceover? Oh, and voiceover. Well, um, I don't do any actual voiceover, but I do a lot of editing and producing and basically um, 
just anything you've thrown at me. I uh, pretty <laughs> much just learned learned how to do and craft and just use my ears. Because at the end of the day, all the technical stuff aside, I mean, if it sounds good, then it's good. So yeah, so producing, mixing, everything. Well, obviously you're a musician, so you kind of add that to the mix too. I mean, you, you you have great ears, so that's always helpful in this industry. I try to have great ears. I did go to a show for the first time in a while the other night. I had a friend that was leaving town, and he was going to play one last show, and I forgot that they are the loudest band ever, and I didn't bring <laughs> my earplugs. So I think I'm still recovering. I think my 4K is still dipped a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So, uh, Kayla, tell us about your day-to-day. Like, what is your, uh, you know, for folks that are, you know, we have a lot of people that are interested in voiceover that may be just starting their voiceover career, and they want to know from the perspective of somebody like yourself that has gotten into it, has gotten their feet wet, now you've been doing it full-time two years. What is your day-to-day? Is it auditioning? Is it editing? Is it helping JMC? What goes on? Um, I mean, my weeks are pretty split. So, um, you know, I, I work so many hours for him and so many hours for myself. So it it may vary depending on how many auditions are coming in from my agent or, you know, the pay to plays, um, or I might have jobs that come through. So it kind of varies day to day. Um, but I mean, it, it can look as much as, you know, I'm having a slow day and don't have a whole lot going on, or it can be, I'm working from the time I drop my kid off at school to the time the sun goes down in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the virtual assistant stuff, a lot of that involves administrative type tasks. Um, and I, I do that to help supplement my, my voiceover career. Um, but it also kind of helps me too, because I see how things run behind the scenes for somebody who is working consistently full-time uh, so it's very beneficial to learn how to run my own business. So it's great. So do you do VA for people other than Jay Michael? He is my only one. He's my only one right now. Um, I have been asked by a couple of people. I just unfortunately don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I have seen an in- increasing amount of people who are either interested in becoming VAs or are interested in having one. So it, I feel like it's a growing need in the industry right now. There was a post in um, some forum and on Facebook where someone was saying that she had been asked a lot to do assisting and she was kind of, you know, up to, up to her comfort level with her current clients. And she wanted to know if anybody else wanted to join her roster or her, you know, her assistants. And oh my gosh, the, 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 the feed just went on and on and on people wanting to do it or those of us who wanted someone to do it for them. So it was very interesting to see how much reaction there was on that post. It's a lot. And I, I think a lot of people would love to do that to help, again, help supplement their own voiceover careers when they're having slow times and maybe just don't know how to get started in that or how to put their name out there or how to get partnered with somebody who needs that. So I really love that post. I think it was Miranda Ellis who posted that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, I think her and Bridget Real and Lynn Norris are trying to put together a little roster of uh, people who are interested in virtual assistants as well as people who need them just so we can kind of, you know, pair those together. Um yeah, that was a great post. It was very good perspective to see the people that are looking and the people that are interested. Mm-hmm. Speaking of posting, is that a lot of what you do, uh, Kayla? Is, is that a lot what a, a virtual assistant might do is a lot of social media stuff? I have done some so- social media stuff. Um, Bridget handles a lot of the social media aspect of things. Um, I have done some of that as far as like in the Facebook group or um, various other social medias, you know, Instagram, TikTok. Um 
I have taken classes learning about social media and the algorithms because I feel like it changes constantly. Um, I like social media. I am a millennial, so I grew up in the realm of social <laughs> media. Um, so I feel like it's important, especially right now, um, you know, coming off of a two-year pandemic when everything was digital. So I feel like social media has definitely grown and it is very important to have um, somebody who knows how to manage that for you. I think Jason's a millennial also, but does not identify as millennial. Is that accurate, Jason? Uh, that's true. Yeah, I yeah I am. But yeah, I, I would like to think I'm yeah about a 65 year old man trapped in a 34 year old man's body. So exactly, so that I sounds about I don't right. Really, I don't really do the socials uh, much. So, well, that's what I was going to use yeah. as a segue is Jason doesn't do a ton of social media stuff, but Jason uh, earns his keep. Uh, behind the scenes in the voiceover world, Jason fronts a, a rock band, so he's in front of the scenes in that regard, but he's kind of behind the scenes in, as far as voiceover goes. Jason, I'm, I, I tell people this story all the time, but I would like to hear from your perspective, your story on how you and I hooked up. Well, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um <laughs> It I is. Was, yeah, I was working at Jimmy John's. I had moved to Nashville. <laughs> I think I'd been there for a, a two years, maybe, or something like that. But anyway, I had worked in like, I'd worked desk jobs a lot before. Like, I worked in for a mortgage company and stuff back in Detroit, but I just didn't want a desk job. And I was going on tour, so I'd have to leave for like a month at a time. And there's not a lot of jobs you can do that. So I found Jimmy John's and the owner of the franchise, they were huge music lovers and a big fan um, of my band. So they would let me leave whenever and I knew I had a job. But anyway, I uh, always delivered to Kev. There was a point where it was like at least once every couple weeks. And uh, yeah, obviously I went. Yeah, twice Dang, a week, Kev. a lot of times, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I loved my Jimmy John's. Was it the beach club? Did you get the beach club? Was that your thing? Uh, was I, it... I, got a, I got the turkey club. Yeah. The tur yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. On that, whatever that hearty wheat was that has all the nuts oh in it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Seriously. And then I got some spicy <laughs> chips, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You got to get the jalapeno chips, man. Yeah, that's um, what it was. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Um, Those are the best. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're so good. Um, but, yeah. So I just delivered, and when at that time you had your like studio space that you were renting, like the office space, and so I just being a you know audio nerd, I just yeah struck up conversation with you and kind of went from there. Yeah, and and from my side it was it's it pretty much exactly like I said. I was, and I tell people, Jason, and I hope you don't mind, but I, I I consider it what I call a tragic musician, tragic Nashville musician story because there's hundreds of thousands of stories of musicians that are incredibly talented and try to make it, you know, quote unquote, make it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it, it, whatever it's, that, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that means. You know, what, what, what is the bar for that? Who, who knows what, you know, what's the measuring stick for that? Who knows? But regardless, uh, yeah, Jason was delivering me sandwiches, you know, once a week, twice a week, sometimes, you know, sometimes if I was watching my girlish figure, I might knock it out for a while. And then <laughs> one day, he says, oh, you're working on Pro Tools there. And I'm like, okay, the sandwich guy knows what Pro Tools is. Yeah, so impressed that, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that tells me something. And so, yeah, just uh, we kind of hit it off. And every now and then he'd pop in, deliver me a sub or a sandwich. And, you know, we start talking audio and stuff. And I kind of... I was getting to a point where I just couldn't handle uh, all the stuff I was doing. I was, I was tired of getting up at 6 a.m., starting work, and then working until 6 or 7 p.m., editing my own stuff. And I'm like, I got to get some help. 
And so I, I think I threw it to you like, what, Jason, would you be interested in on a trial basis doing some stuff? Yeah. Yeah. First, for, for a very short period. Yeah, it was kind of like that. And yeah, just editing some, you know. Some e-learning. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Crazy. And here we are, what, uh, three plus years later? I know. It doesn't even, it doesn't feel like it, that pandemic is just a time warp. So, yeah. You know, that's the, the, the first thing that comes to mind there is it's a trust issue because you are putting your livelihood into somebody else's hands. And that not only for editing, but I mean, if you're talking about invoicing or marketing, it's like you're talking about a person's personal finances, too. So when mm-hmm. you hire somebody to do that, you're just like taking a leap of faith, I guess, right? 100%. Yeah, you definitely have to be. And yeah, and I think I remember when I when I when you hired me on, I think, do you remember what Deborah had said something to you? Because you said you'd hired me. She's like, how do you know this? This guy just delivers your food. Like, how do you know he's <laughs> yes. not a weirdo? I'm a weirdo, but I'm a trustworthy weirdo. Yeah. So. And and Bobby knows Deborah. I, Kayla, I don't think you've met Deborah, my wife, but she is, she's always on high alert for, you know, people <laughs> that might would want to take advantage of me or, or whatever. She's got my back for sure. But yeah, good it was, choice. yeah, it was so funny because whenever, you know, I was kind of vetting Jason out, I kind of looked him, you know, wasn't doing a whole lot of social media stuff, but I saw his band and I'm, I, I he, what do you got? Three albums, Jason, three full length albums. Yeah, three. Yeah, and so I listened to all his stuff, and I'm like, okay, this guy is so close to being a, a major rock star. The the talent is there, the skill is there, so I know the passion is there, the the wanting to do great work is there, and so I saw all that, but I still had to kind of continue to vet him and feel him out and all that, because like Bobby said, it's something personal. It's it's like the livelihood and. I put him through the paces, and, I, and Jason, I'm going to reveal something right now that Kayla and Bobby may get a kick out of. But, you know, I brought you in that, you know, when I was finally ready to pull the trigger on bringing you on, you know, and retaining you for several hours a day. And I was ready to pull that trigger. And I'm like, okay, what? I'm bringing him in to talk to him. What do I do? I'm like, I start Googling. What questions do you ask for a job interview? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and so Jason got this stereotypical questions like, Jason, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh man, where do you see yourself? How can you benefit my company? What do you? Why? Why do you think that you'll be a good fit fit to help me? And he had. All great answers. If you were an animal, what would you be? Yeah. (laughs) What would you be? What are your strengths and weaknesses? (laughs) Yeah. Do you recall any bizarre questions I asked you, Jason? Oh, man. I don't know. Interviews are just like kind of like being on stage. It's just you do it and then it's over and you just have no recollection of what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any of those like pressure situations or whatever, you kind of just, I don't, I mean, me personally, anyway, I just kind of zoom through it and then, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and now, Kayla, do you do any editing uh, for JMC or for anybody else? I have. Yeah, I've done a little bit of editing um, in terms of like personal stuff. Um, I've had a couple people that have sent me something like, hey, I just don't have time to do this. Um, and it, it took me a little while to get good enough to do it quickly that it was worth their ROI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the experience of doing that for people has definitely benefited me you know, it's a, it's another skill I can add to my my VA experience. So it's just another checkbox there. So do you have um, like a rate card? If I'm, I know you just have the one client right now, JMC, but if 
if you were to you know, branch out or if, if Bridget and Lynn were to branch out, is there a, a set rate card on, like, this is included at this price for a month? Um, or is it just per person and exactly what you're, you know, what you're working on with them? Yeah, I think a lot of it really depends on, if, I, guess, I guess people work in different ways. So I'm contracted a specific amount of hours every week. Ah. So it, it may be in this in the same vein, it may be, hey, I need you to work this many hours for me every week. This is how much I'll pay you. Or it might be if you're, say you're hiring somebody specific for lead generation, hey, I need you to do a hundred leads for me every week. And this is how much I can pay you. Um, I think it really depends on your personal preference on if you are wanting to work on an hourly basis, if you're wanting to work on a content basis, or even with social media, going back to that, and um, say that you want you know five posts every day um, across your multiple social medias. I think it really just kind of depends on what kind of work that you are doing as an assistant. And then on the flip side of that, knowing exactly what you want to get out of a virtual assistant if you're hiring them. Um, so I think that will kind of depend on the rates for you. Yeah. So being that you do work in, or you're especially on social media, do you, have you found that you've been hired on social media? I have actually, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I had a client hire me through TikTok. Um, that's a regular client now. Um, I've had a few awesome. people reach out through Instagram um, Facebook is very, not so much. Um, Facebook is like just my connect with family and other VO people. I don't really do clients through there. LinkedIn, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I got that one through TikTok, um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was nice. So that's an ever growing thing right now. There's billions of users. So I feel like that's something to definitely look into as well. Sure. A penny for your thoughts. Kayla, for somebody that's uh, just getting into this, like, what are some areas of voiceover that are not actually reading script that you can think of where they can earn money, you know, still being involved in the voiceover industry? Sure. Um, I mean, it could be lead generation. It could be, um, again, the social media management. It could be just editing. Um, If you are into audio or like Jason, you do music, Um, even if you're not physically doing voiceover yourself, that experience is going to help you when you do decide to jump into voiceover, or maybe you won't. Um, it could be, I think Bobby, you had mentioned sending out invoices. It could even mm-hmm. be CRM management. Um, there's a lot of little faucets of small tasks that you could get your toes into without having to jump full force into it. And there are a lot of small things too that people that are working full time, like JMC or like you guys, that you know, taking those little things off of their plate is so beneficial that you're you're really helping them out. Or even like file management for somebody. I'm terrible about categorizing my audio files so it would be easier if I need to go find something. I just don't I don't have time to do it. And I, I know that there are people who are really good at that. And if if they can share your screen or something, I could see somebody doing that on a, an assistant basis. Absolutely. I mean it could even be writing SEO for websites. It could be mm-hmm. there's there's so many things out there that are very helpful. There's so many faucets of our business that, you know, you, you don't have to necessarily be in front of a microphone to be in voiceover. Yeah. And Jason has been editing for me and now he's gone up to producing stuff. Uh, his hours have increased with me. And Jason, you were doing audiobook proofing, which is another area, you know, where people can make money that are not actually speaking. Tell us about the, the pluses and minuses of audiobook proofing and editing. Yeah, I did want to talk about that. Um, 
So, yeah, for the longest time, um, and up until very recently, I was doing, you know, around like five hours or so a day with you. But then, yeah, I'd supplement that. I worked for a really great audiobook production company. And proofing, basically, you just go through, um, you pull up the audiobook, they'll give you all the raw files, and you put them up in your DAW, and then you have the script, and you have a log, and you just go through and listen to the entirety of the book, and basically note any errors in the the reading or any noises that are, you know, that are distracting. And that's, it's pretty simple. Um, you just really have to pay attention. And it sound I mean, it is easy, but you do, it's, you find yourself, especially for like a 10, 14 hour book. I mean, you don't get it. You obviously can't do it in one sitting, but you know, you really have to make sure you're <laughs> paying attention, but <laughs> You've had that is a great, yeah. And that is, it's really a great way to, yeah make some extra money on the side and just, yeah, I would spend, if I had a long book, I usually have about a week to do it. I'd spend like maybe an hour or two a day and that was it. And yeah. How and did you get was... your clients for that, Jason? Uh, yeah, through Jason. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> through Kevin. Okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, but now that you've been hooked up with. Kevin the... is, Kevin is my social media. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, <laughs> that's my, that's my social media. <laughs> but now that you've been hooked up, you'd been hooked up with that producer, how would you recommend somebody seeking that kind of work to, you know, go about it? Well, you know what? I, I need to contact him first, but I know since I had to dip down um, in hours, and actually I can't really do any much at all for him right now, um, I'm going to actually reach out to him because I just want to get the okay from him first. Uh, and then we'll actually post it or I'll have you post it on your you know, on Facebook or whatever you want to do, um, and actually give contact information. Cause I think they are looking for proofers right now. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I actually also did editing for them too. And I did some freelance audiobook editing as well. So just, yeah, from the raw audio. And then I also composed music for a couple of them, like at the beginning, like at the intro and stuff. So oh, wow. nice. Yeah. There's a lot of different things you can do with audiobooks. So so before we blast this, you know, publicly uh, among this group right here, um, if, if y'all can think of anybody that might be a good fit for something like that, you know, I, I always, you know, I try to be loyal to people I work with and, and Kayla and Jason, I'm sure you can appreciate somebody being loyal to you. Absolutely. And I like to refer people that I know. So among this group right here, if anybody knows anybody, you know, let Jason or I know. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I had a, a voiceover friend, um, text me a couple of days ago and said, she knew that I was looking for a virtual assistant. I, I lost my, my invoicer last year. Um, she passed away. And so I was kind of like, ah, I got to add this to my schedule you know, all of a sudden like that. And she says, I, I have somebody for you. Do you want their contact information? And I, I said yes. But once again, I get back to that trust issue. Mm -hmm. If I don't know you and you're doing my invoicing and in my past uh, assistant had my bank information so that's really really a chance you're taking there yeah um, yeah so it's 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 good to know like kevin just said it's good to to kind of keep it in the loop and, and vet them and, and know more about them mm -hmm. and start them with something small you know maybe you know right out of the gate maybe don't give them your bank information but yeah starting with something small you know let them start with lead generation, let them start with um, doing some editing for you, just something to kind of prove their name to you and then work them a little bit more, kind of test your waters with them and if they're going to be a good fit for you. Because I feel like that's important too, is having 
personalities that kind of see the same page. Um, that's important as well. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here <laughs> and, and and just mention this. You know, there's all these positive things, but have you ever run into a situation or heard of any assistants who steal information is t- in terms of clients, um, like on a CRM? I mean, it's right there. It's it's your client. It's their email address. It's how much you're making. What you know. What what projects you're working on, and that would. I'm such a, a doubter. I'm, I'm I'm the Deborah Kevin <laughs> <laughs> of that part of it. I, I mean, do you think that happens? I don't know, but it's scary though. But I, uh, it took me a long time, and, and Jason knows not to take this, you know, any way. But other than that, I'm very committed to what I do for a living, and I'm very passionate about what I do for a living, and so it's of paramount importance that that trust be there. Mm-hmm. And so I really eased him in. And as we got further along, it's like, okay, would you check on this financial stuff for me and make sure all these, you know, this billing is correct and and that kind of stuff. But it is a it's a relationship. It it's like anything in that regard. The trust has got to be there. I haven't, you know, and Jason to my knowledge hasn't stolen anything from me that I know of. <laughs> no. No. He's just writing songs about you. Exactly. <laughs> Give it a bop, bop, wow. I, I'd be remiss if I did not mention uh, Voice Over Atlanta. Voice Over Atlanta is coming up in uh, a matter of weeks now. It, it's going to be here, and Bobby and I are teaching the middle class voiceover class workshop, uh, making cash in the middle class. And uh, I, I got an update on the signups today. And I'm proud to say, Bobby, that we have many that have signed up. We have limited slots open, and we hope people will uh, sign up for our X sessions. We have so much to give. We're so passionate. Wow. And uh, we want to give back to the VO community, and that's one of the ways that we do it. And who's going to VO Atlanta? Kaylee, you said you're going, right? I will be there. Mm-hmm. Jason. Jason will be back in Nashville cranking out spots. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually thought, you know, because I, 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 it'd be great to have Jason there to help with some audio video stuff that I plan on doing. But it, it, it's just going to be too much to pull him away from the day-to-day editing that's going to need to take place. We got to yeah. sling cars, man. Got to sling those cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, it's impressive that you guys do all this extra work because you're, you're helping out the the full-time VO people in in such an incredible way and yeah thank you and and anybody else who's interested definitely get in touch with with um Kevin or Kayla or Jason if if you have that need yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and and Kayla if you don't mind uh would you mind sharing uh, some contact for people to get in touch with you if they have interest in what you provide uh sure yeah you can contact me um it's Kayla at KaylaJacksonVO.com. Excellent. And Jason works through me, so everybody anybody that wants anything from Jason, get with me. He's mine. <laughs> Stay away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, but 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 Jason, like if somebody was, you know, thinking about, oh man, I, I want to do voiceover. I'm not quite there with voiceover. Some, you know, I, I wonder if I could do some other things. What advice might you give somebody that was wanting to get their feet wet in the voiceover arena, but not necessarily speaking? Well, I guess you would have to be um, social and do some networking. Uh, first of all, that would help. And then obviously have a very, very good knowledge of audio and your digital audio workstation. Yep. And yeah, and I, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, yeah, 
I got lucky because I, you know, the VO is to me was not really a thought, a thing I like thought of often. It's like something that's around you all day, but it's, you know, it's sometimes it's something that, you know, unless you're in the community, you don't really, it's just, you take it as, you know, a given that it's just, Mm -hmm. yes, this is voiceover in a commercial. Anyway, um, it's a really awesome industry and I really like being a part of it. So then you get back to that, that situation where so many people who are breaking in the first thing they want to do is make a demo and ma- and get jobs and it it goes yeah. right back to this you have to know audio you have to treat your room you have to get coaching all before that comes so that that, that this is kind of part of that you, you really have to know how to self-record these days yes and if you i mean I've learned so much. I mean, if I were to, but I, mean, I don't think my voice is more for singing. I don't really have a great speaking voice, but if I were, or if someone wanted to go into that, but they just want, just started off editing first before you even, like you said, just jump in, do the whole hog right off the bat, just start editing and listening to a lot of your peers or other people in the industry, voiceover talent. I've learned so much. I've learned what you should do. I've learned what you probably shouldn't do because <laughs> when you edit for I don't, countless hours I've edited. Sometimes I've edited stuff that other people have done and it's like, I'm just, mm, I wouldn't have said it this way or, you know, the inflection's not natural or there's, you know, too much time or not enough time in between reads. And yeah, so you learn a lot. Yeah, it's good education. It's good Very education, good. especially if you want to get into this business. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for your time and look forward to seeing you at VO Atlanta, you know, if we don't run, in, run into each other here in uh, central middle Tennessee. I know we're out and we live so close. Maybe we'll have to run into each other on purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, very good. And Jason, but definitely in Atlanta. yeah, yeah, for sure. Jason, um, yeah, we probably need to get back to work, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it, actually I forgot to turn my notifications off on my phone, but I don't think any... I still have a couple in the hopper. There's always something in the hopper. And you've got oh, a podcast way, edit now. And that's true. <laughs> and Jason, you do have a good voice for VO because there's no there's no good person anymore. They want everybody. So mm-hmm. something to think about. Thank you, you Bobby. Know? What? And, and Jason knows this. It's Jason, you know it's not the voice. You know by now it's not the voice. Ah, it it helps, but yeah, if you don't yeah, if you don't know <laughs> you don't know how to use it, yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Thank you. It's been fun. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.